Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Four Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Four Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. 
Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at Jennifer Landa and on TikTok as Jennifer Landa 1138. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago... If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. Hello and welcome to Star Wars Counseling on the Force Center podcast feed, the show that believes absolutely every little part of Star Wars is great from a certain point of view. I'm your host, my name is Joseph Scrimshaw. I don't have any whiskey right now, but I do have a Ken Knapsack. I kind of taste the same, <laughs> so you're all right. Yeah, there's a, there's a, a scent in the air. It's <laughs> a musky whiskey scent. Oh, wow, I just sold myself well. Deep and Scottish, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, obviously, as people who've been listening to Star Wars Counseling a lot know, I, I do a lot of these uh, episodes solo with just a little bit of a whiskey to get me through, uh, but I wanted to uh, bring, bring Ken on and have some more guests on the show every once in a while, so we're going to go through a couple of grievances and see if we can make some people feel better. Love that. I, I love the the mission statement of this show is very important in these troubled <laughs> Star Wars times. It really is. Uh, and this is kind of interesting because we're working through a couple of solo grievances. Okay. And this is, it feels chill. It just feels kind of nice and relaxed compared to like um, Last Jedi. And when I first sure. started this, I'm like old bitter like I'm, oh, I'm really i've been thinking about this for 20 years why uh in the solo yeah. grievances there just aren't as many of them okay and they all kind of fall into general categories uh so we've got a couple of juicy ones and we got uh just a fun weird one love it and i got some thoughts but i want to get ken's thoughts so let's get into it let's try to bring people over to the light side and make them feel better about star wars first up from andy on twitter at that geek andy he says why doesn't Beckett take time to mourn his crew after the failed heist? It seemed like he got over them pretty quick. This yeah. is one that comes up a lot, right? Absolutely. Came, came uh, up uh, the first viewings I had with some friends. Okay. Came up with some of the first reviews of the show I uh, took a part in or even watched. Yeah. And I hear it a lot, yeah. Okay. What is your... So you've already been through this. You've discussed this. Yeah. You've processed it for yourself, right? Yeah. I feel... Uh, who submitted that again, sir? Andy, Andy. At That Geek Andy. Andy. At That Geek Andy. You know what, Andy? <laughs> I, th- I think it's a great, fair question. Uh, the movie moves very fast. Movies in general, just talking about the behind the scenes, behind the scenes of how you make them. There might have been, you know, an entire scene where Beckett cries for an hour. And they <laughs> the morning montage. Yeah. yeah. Um, look at the funeral solo. Like, uh, it's, it works in the Last Jedi novel. I don't think that version would have worked on the screen. No. We wouldn't have had that time. So I think there's a little bit of that. And I think, quite frankly, I think Beckett does. Yeah. When Han walks back up to him, there are two little gravestones, little crosses or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, he has taken the time to build that. And he is there on his knees, crying, affected. We don't see that. He's been there by the time Han and Chewie walk up. He punches Han. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just think, and I don't want to take all the time here, Joseph. No, no. I, I think... That's what the Beckett character does, moves on. Yeah. Then and there, he has to. It's survival. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with this. I think uh, for people who are suffering of, of, from this grievance, mm-hmm. those tombstones are kind of easy to miss. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you're, if your mind is racing on different parts of the movie, you've only seen it once. But the, the tombstones really are, to me, writer, writerly shorthand for, like, he did acknowledge this. Right. But it is also, like, that's all he did. Mm. Because I get the sense that maybe this happened before, yeah. And it's almost—it's kind of like Ray uh, making the the marks on the wall. Yeah, she cares about it, but she's just marking another day. Mm. And it almost, in a sad way, feels like, "Yep, lost some more people." 
Yeah. Now Val is bigger, right? Because should be, yeah. Should <laughs> she should, should be? Well, I mean, should yeah. be. Yeah, should be in general. Yeah, this is a whole separate conversation. What we think that <laughs> I, I, I have the unpopular opinion that I understood Val was going to die in that moment, even when right when the movie started. You know, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, this is these are those characters. Okay. Yeah. You know? but, All uh, right. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about, uh, that. We'll talk about that a little bit. But uh, this this is opening up an interesting thought to me. Do you? feel like what Beckett was saying throughout the movie was true, that he really did want to just get back to Gleon Salm and learn to play the Valachor, jokingly Valacor. named after Val. Uh, like, that yeah. his feelings for Val were sincere and that he really did want that yeah. last job and to be out of it. I, I believe it was sincere. I believe both of them felt it never would happen. Uh, it's it's interesting to note that the character Val, when you're playing around in that story bubble, she's ready to go, too. It's been a fun ride, babe. Yeah. And you're on the run. You're living in the galaxy. The, the themes of survival in the solo movie are very strong. You talk about the three themes being freedom, and I think it's we both kind of think it's survival to get to that freedom. Yeah. You hope. Um, I think that was that was theirs. It, both of theirs collectively surviving, taking jobs, doing our thing. We're tough cookies. We've been through a lot, and we're going to get to that beach one day. Yeah. Whether or not they believed or not, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think there's the just uh, the truth that he does grieve because mm-hmm. there's those tombstones, and then I think it the fact that he isn't overly affected throughout the movie is a part of his character. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he's managed to lock it deep, deep down. Yeah. But this idea that yep, I wanted to settle down with her, but this is how hard mm-hmm. the galaxy is, and if you want to survive, you have to be like, yep, the woman I absolutely loved and absolutely wanted to retire with but she died because that yeah. kind of stuff happens all the time and yeah. you can even imagine that maybe he's got some displaced emotion that this is it's not just practical that he's warning han not to trust kira right but that he's seeing this young version of him also hoping and pining for i i just get through this one adventure and then i have a life together with a partner yeah. And he's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Don't trust me. Right. That's not the way it works. It doesn't work. Yeah. If way. you want if you want to interpret mm-hmm. Beckett as he is hurting about Val, you can mm-hmm. imagine that that is fueling his, you know. A protective bubble. Yeah. This is going to be a, a weird, somewhat macabre real world <laughs> example. And I almost wish we had, had, had uh, whiskey. Back on 9-11, the morning of 9-11, yeah. the world is watching. It's horrified. It's, it, it is tragic right we're watching this unfold my boss called me and was like hey you have an interview for that job on friday and i was like uh, i can't he's like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. go back to you know things are happening i'll see you friday and i was kind of like not offended but just like what what i had taken account my boss was like at the time a 48 year old retired swat police officer wow he'd been on the swat team and he just said it just was this this is horrible like matter of fact to me, yeah, it's yeah, it's horrible. Anyways, your interview is Friday at ten thirty, and I think a lot of that was to be protect him from what he had seen. Yeah, you know? to just like contain it. Twenty years plus of just like, yep, this is horrible. I must boom move on. Yeah, and I look at that, my great boss Joe, this crusty old you know man's man Joe, and I look at Beckett, somewhat the same. Yeah, that's really interesting. You know? Yeah, uh, th- this is delving into just uh, real world counseling, which is sure. fine because that's uh, <laughs> Star Wars is a door to real life. Sometimes. As it should be. Uh, but yeah, this is a. I, I think I can safely say this without being assassinated. But uh, my girlfriend <laughs> at the time, her father <laughs> used to work for the NSA. Wow. And he had recently retired. Right. And there's a photo of him vacationing mm. on 9 11, 
because he was so like, well, I did, they, they should have got this. Maybe if I was still, mm. I could have, but ha- he had that just like, well, I, I got to just keep going and I need a margarita with some salt. Yeah. And you, you know? just keep moving. It's the gallows humor f- the trope, I guess in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of a, not a, not a desensitized, it's acknowledging of what's real, yeah. But just like we must take the first step forward. I don't know because I, yeah. I could. I wasn't on that day in that mindset. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I think what we're saying through ex- yeah. a real life example yes. is that a, a certain kind of hardened character might be like the way I deal with this is by not dealing with it by mm-hmm. picking up and moving on. That's what yeah. Val would want. Yeah. yeah. I also think there you can interpret some of his anger. Not only that, Han dropping the coaxium means that oh they still owe. Uh, Crimson Dawn, right. but also like Val died for nothing. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that punch is big and part of his reaction, part of his mourning, right or wrong, part yeah. of his mourning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that that's not the way funerals all work. <laughs> yeah, I don't encourage anyone out there to punch people in the face at funerals. <laughs> I'm going to bury my loved one and then one random person's getting popped get in the it. face. Yeah. That that would not be good counseling. Uh, I, well, I hope that helps you uh, feel a little bit better about that, Andy. I think there is a mourning, but I think it is in a different subtler way. Let's move on to the conversation we almost started, which is uh, coming to us from Cabin Boy at Cabin Boy 01. I didn't love the way Val went out and would have liked <laughs> to have had her around. Oh, I see. <laughs> for more of the action interaction. All right. So, Ken, you're, you, yeah. you feel like the movie let you know right away. Don't get too attached to Val. Yeah. For better or worse. Okay. And I think there's a bigger conversation about the kind of the social implications of, of this uh, uh, actress that Sandy Newton that everyone loves, a woman of color, that we wanted this character throughout the movie. I think that's a, somewhat of a separate conversation yeah. and a valid one and one I agree with and understand. When I hear Jennifer talk about it, I'm there with her. I understand. The idea that maybe Val could have been under the role. Could she have been Dryden Voss? I'm interested in that, too. I'm interested in all that kind of stuff, and, yeah. I, and I hope that happens. In the story, in the story itself, you've said it. It's an inherent maybe flaw in this movie during these times. It, everything's to serve Solo, yeah. the, the character of Han. It's, it's valuable uh, to know going into this. It is still... Rogue One was... a an ensemble. This is Han freaking Solo. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Chewbacca. Yeah. Everyone there. There. That's how they should have marketed it. <laughs> freaking Chewbacca. <laughs> Kira even, which I think is what some of the, that's, that's a separate kind. I love this character uh, more and more. Uh, the, the, the first little bit of insight you gave me into Kira, and now the more just reading about it, I love the character. But in terms of Val, that's kind of what these characters are. The it's uh, it's John Tunstall and Young Guns and Dick Brewer, uh, uh, Charlie Sheen's character. They're gonna die. They're <laughs> yeah. gonna die, and the hero or the lead learns from that or is affected by that or something happens with that. Now, did, was Han tremendously affected by it? That might be one of the bigger bigger critiques. Maybe, but Han didn't have time to connect to Rio and Val. Yeah, I thought that campfire scene was a great scene. I really like, it's a shiny moment for Rio, and I, I love when Val's like, nah, it's a girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a great moment. Especially with that little drink she's taking. Yes. Yeah. And yes, Val's a great character. Do I want more Val? Yes. Yeah. A Val comic, a Val book. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. But I just think in the story, not that I 100% agree with it, I just was like, no, this is this is what happens in stories. So that's more of an out-of-the-story bubble answer than yeah. in the story. I, I just, I, I guess I wasn't surprised. Okay. All right, yeah. so uh, so 
Ken was not surprised. Yeah. That that I don't know if that will help uh, Cabin Boy with his. I don't his think so. But <laughs> sorry, Cabin Boy. We'll work on it. Here. Yeah, we'll, we'll work on it because you. Uh, I have some ideas, but this is one of those uh, uh, grievances that come in that I kind of agree with. Yeah. Of like, I do wish that she had either. No, I I really love Solo. It's up there with one of my favorite Star Wars films. Maybe one of my favorite films. Like I mm. super love Solo, yeah. which I feel like I should I should say a little bit more often, uh, so people know where I stand. Uh, but uh, but hand- where do you rank it? <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Val is one of the things that I I wish had been handled slightly different mm-hmm. um, because I feel like either the reason that in that moment she had to die could have been clear. Like, yes. I think it all works, and I know our, our friend Alex at Star Wars Explained kind of tracked down, they like, well, she had, the, the bridge had to be blown practically because that's otherwise the train is attached and it couldn't to couldn't the come off. line and just couldn't come off. Um, mm. And also just, like, the suddenness of it compared to her marketing presence. Yeah. I mean, she has her own Denny's card, for God's sake. Yeah. That means, that means something. Uh, so I feel like... It might have been an interesting idea if she had lived, mm. stuck around. Same thing. Rio dies. She's mad at Han. She's mad at Beckett because she tried to warn him about Enfys Nest and he didn't take it seriously. They still come up with the the Dryden plan, and somewhere along the way, she just chooses to walk away. Oh, I think yeah. that would have we would have maybe got some more Val screen time. Mm-hmm. Would have maybe pushed, like, uh, taken a little bit of focus off of Han, but it might have been really interesting to have that character make an active choice to say, what you're doing is so stupid, mm-hmm. so risky, so pointless, I'm walking away. I'm, I'm walk- Another loss for Beckett. Yeah, or even reinforcing uh, Beckett's cynicism mm-hmm. of, Beckett, I, I still want to settle down with you, but this is a really bad idea, and I'm just taking taking my money and leaving you high and dry because... Right. We survive. That's what we do. And maybe even if Becca was like, see, that's that's the way to end a relationship, kid. <laughs> Have your lady friend uh, take the money and leave because that's how she survives. And we'll, right. you know, it's not going to work out in this. I feel like there might have been some other opportunities. You know, I don't like to get into the rewriting movies too much. But yeah. Yeah. No, everything you're saying is there, too. And, and if she had gone on to, to live past that moment and has to leave the story at some point, whether death or other. Right. I, you know, I don't think she can be there at the end. No. Um, you know, maybe what you're describing, another loss for Beckett in another type of way is intriguing to me. You know, but but she didn't. And I look at what we have with her and some great moments from a wonderful actress. Yeah. Even her death. As, as I do agree, a little convoluted if you're just kind of watching the first time, or why did she have to blow the thing up, you know, all that stuff. I kind of like that. In terms of Star Wars deaths, it's been a fun ride, baby. Yeah. Boom, after she takes out some Viper droids. I mean, you know, it's, it's, a, a, it's, a, good, it's a good anti-hero death. It is. It is. You know, it's the kind of death that makes you feel better about Boba Fett, that <laughs> in the Star Wars galaxy, even an utter yeah. badass will suddenly find themselves in a situation of like, I don't have a way out of this one. Yeah. I mean, like I know I just did a super cool thing with the grappling gun, and I've been flipping around and I'm shooting viper droids, but I lost my blaster. There are too many of them. The job's got to continue. I I can't dive. I yeah. got nothing. I got nothing. Um, all right, so we were talking around this subject, but I want to drill down into some mm-hmm. counseling that might make somebody actually feel better about the truth of what happens in the movie. Uh, so a couple ideas is a uh, thing about Star Wars Death I always feel better about is 
this is Star Wars. So if this was like Fast and Furious or whatever, you'd yeah. be like, my character. Yeah. But Star Wars, we have a proud tradition of characters dying the first time you meet them and then going on to be one of the most important characters <laughs> in Star Wars. Obi-Wan, Darth Maul. Uh, just because a character dies when you first meet them doesn't mean you're not going to spend a lot more time with them. So if you're upset about Val, I think you can also hope for like, come on, can we? who knows? Ten years from now, there could be a Val animated series. That's right. the way Star Wars works, right? Yeah, it does. So you could hold out hope for a more of actual Val showing up. Uh, I also think you can imagine in your mind, if you want to, hmm. that maybe she faked her death. Hey, that's always... Maybe she just got out of there. Maybe she really did dive. Yeah, maybe she was like, nuts to this, Beckett. <laughs> Beckett's not listening to me. Yeah. He's going to get me killed. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. So no, you could have that head cannon if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do agree a little bit with what you were saying mm-hmm. earlier, Ken, about it is cool that she died doing what she believed in yeah that if you know i think we take the intent of the character as written Mm -hmm. is that she has this slightly softer version of what beckett's been thinking about of yeah uh, everybody needs somebody you know she delivers that really important thematic statement uh and and she has that softer belief but still Mm. she's a bounty hunter. She's a, a smuggler. She's a scoundrel, and this is the way life goes. Yeah, probably done some bad things along the way. Yep. You and know? you just you ride and you ride until you, the end of your line, mm-hmm. and in a way that makes her kind of. Mm-hmm. I think a good way to look at that that moment is what a kind of cool, strident character of like every day is a bonus, mm-hmm. and eventually you're going to end up in a situation where there's no other way out, and I don't fear that. Yeah. I just, I'll just know that moment when it comes, and yeah. I'll face it loud and proud. And she did. Uh, you know, it's you know, to pull, pull that uh, little self trigger to have that detonator go in your hands, right? You know, again, she's an antihero as well. I'll say that because you know they're technically kind of the smuggler bad guys of the of the story, but I think it's great. And look, here's the thing: you mentioned it too, because this character is great, and we do. I would love to see more of it in some way with the streaming service. A short film where Val meets a young Saint Astaros and passes Ooh, along, yeah. uh, mentors her for a little short film, turn it into a special, you know, those are the kind of things, like you just said, these characters do always live in Star Wars yeah. some way or another. Do Val and Jin cross paths at yeah. some point? That would be amazing. But yeah, I do think a uh, uh, last bit of counseling of, it is cool that it's this character's agency. Mm-hmm. She clearly believes that you finish the heist, no matter what, and this is the position that I'm in, it would have been so much worse if she like tried to shoot the Viper droids, but they shot her and she fell from the bridge. I love that. Yeah. She made the choice trying to finish the job. Absolutely. I like that a lot. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that one? No, other than, yeah, I, under, I understand uh, for a lot of different reasons why, why a lot of people wish Val could have lived on. And part of that is because in a short amount of time, I think that character made an impact. Yeah. Yeah, I want to ask you a sub-question of this one, because... (laughs) Sub-question? That's right. (laughs) Full DJ, Ken Namzak. We've talked about this a little bit with Phasma in the past. Right. Do you think this is a wake-up call to large genre films Hmm. to not cast an actor that everybody just loves, to not promote them, not give them their own character poster, (laughs) and then kill them real, real early in the movie? Do you yeah. feel like that is a thing that's just going to, this is just going to be a cycle. It's just going to happen again and again. And we're all just going to be like, 
Why did you advertise this cool person and kill him immediately? I, yeah, I think there's something to the current state of movies. And this isn't a current state of movies or bad conversation. The current state of movie news, particularly, where you're like, oh, Michelle Pfeiffer got cast in a Marvel movie. She's an Ant-Man and the Wasp. And, yeah. you know, then that character has, you know, you go see her in the movie and maybe you, uh, you, you look at uh, Jeff Goldblum and Thor and you're like, oh, I get and you get excited yeah. by that. And then the the characters aren't the leads, or they have they play a purpose, or there's a supporting role. Uh, you know, that's that's that's. I, I understand it. Yeah. Wendell Christie, for me, Brand of Tarth. Whew, I want to see her do amazing things, and yeah, I don't think we got that. I think we got some cool things. Um, I think she was an add-on, not an add-on, an afterthought kind of way, but like, what do you do with this character? You know, uh, you, you didn't know what, they didn't have much to do with the force awake. And so it was disappointing because it was so cool. And Thandie Newton in a star Wars movie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Is it Thandie or Tandy? I believe it's Tandy. Tandy. <laughs> I always get it wrong, which is why I'm no longer in movie news. Watch me be wrong about it. <laughs> uh, Val. So, yes, there's something to this where we hear every casting. Yeah. We hear every casting now. The guys from the raid are going to be in The Force Awakens. Well, that's all we got. Well, maybe that's all we would ever intended to get. Yeah. You know, remember the, the, the those fans were cast in that Force Awakens. The Force Awakens there was like two like fans. Oh, and one yeah. like They're like extras. You in know, the back, yeah. In the background. And that's okay. And uh, and, and sometimes we just got to allow for that. I yeah. Know. It's, it's the state of movies now. How would you feel if... They changed it so when they put out character posters for a big genre movie, mm-hmm. they had a percentage on them of how much of the movie you'll see. <laughs> like, look at you're gonna see Val. She's gonna be eleven percent of the movie. I wouldn't want that, but it might be needed. <laughs> it might be needed might at be some needed. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Understandably so. Well, uh, Kevin Boy, that's a great topic, and uh, I hope uh, we gave you some ways to try to feel better about it. We are going to move on to our final grievance. This is a fun, small, weird one. It's from uh, Kyler Allred, who is a patron of ours. Kyler said, it's a small grievance, but why did Beckett feel like he needed to spin his guns all the time? It was cool the first couple times, but he just kept spinning and spinning them. Other than that, I absolutely love the film. Now, you are a big Young Guns fan, right? Big they, Young Guns they, fan. They, they, they do a lot of spinning in those movies, right? A lot of spinning, a lot of cool stuff. Way yeah. over 11% of the movie is spinning. Spinning. A lot of spinning. I, You know what? I don't know why. I think it's cool. And that ties into some deep-seated thing you don't even know is there. You know? Uh, why do I like Biker Scouts? Uh, they look cool to me. <laughs> I fall suspect. I'm suspect to this kind of stuff. There, uh, uh, I, I fall to it very easily. Uh, I don't. Did he spin it a lot? See, that's the thing. I'm looking. I'm like, did he spin his guns a lot? Yeah. Wow. Like I every like pretty much every time he touched them. Like he, I feel like if you were just hmm. gonna have like a documentary crew follow Beckett around, I, I yeah. think he probably spins blasters. But I think he pretty much spins anything he can hold. I mean that he's see, a I, spinner. I might be the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I may be the wrong one for it to answer this question because uh, I didn't notice it because I probably every time went that's cool. That's cool. I really like that. <laughs> I want to. I want to spin my blasters. Yeah, it's the kind of thing to me like it's a, like a drip in your bathtub. And if mm-hmm, you are mm-hmm. tuning it out, who cares? But as soon as you tune into it, then it's, that sounds like what Kyler did of like, all right, all right, he's going to touch a gun. Is he going to spin? Ah, oh, he spun it. I can see how it would be the kind of thing that might get under under your nerves. But yeah. I am in the same camp as you can. I yeah. think it's cool. I love it. I think it's cool because 
it allows Han to see this romantic version of what being a smuggler uh, is. It's so cool. I think that's actually uh, unintended or not. We love to kind of like dive into themes and these little moments even. You're right. Han looks at him in a lot of ways and goes, that's what I want to be. That, yeah, that's Literal, so cool. figuratively, that's what he wants, and he can't let that go, won't let that go for uh, most of his life. Yeah. And he looks up there, and this is his daydream version of what he can be. Yeah, this fantasy. Yeah. Uh, I would also say, in defense of poor Beckett, he needs to find joy somewhere. Maybe that's where this started from, that yeah. maybe he's just like, life's really, really hard. I keep getting knocked down. Mm-hmm. This makes me happy. I, I think I'm I'm interested in more of Beckett as well. Yeah. Uh, last week on Spotlight Star Wars, uh, Van William came in to talk about the death of Aura Singh because that is one of his little favorite characters. Yeah. And the fact that it's mentioned and it comes from Beckett, what happened? Val going back to the Val thing. There's a lot to these characters. I like I like to learn more of. Yeah, the Beckett and yeah. Val adventures would be. When did awesome. it go wrong for Beckett? <laughs> he was a prized, uh, you know, student of the Valacord. Tried to learn. He had a scholarship to play music at Coruscant University. <laughs> yeah, that's he's got really great uh, dexterity <laughs> with his hands and his fingers. Uh, I also like the idea that it's a confidence boosting thing. Kyler's mm-hmm. asking why he needed to do it, and that yeah. it might be like a specific i am intimidating you yeah because people you know it's one of those real world things that translate to star wars of like oh if you can spin a drumstick you must be really good at playing the drums yes and it's the same with a a gun or a blaster right i think i think it is a little bit of uh doc holiday yeah and and uh johnny ringo having a spin-off there with their guns (laughs) and their drink uh, glass also, you know, I know there's a kind of a famous barber in Vegas, Cliff's uh, Barber Corral, whatever it is. He has these long uh, Filipino scissors he orders from the Philippines and okay. cuts hair with them. They're long. They're like six, seven inches long. And he spins them. And it looks cool. <laughs> and you ask him, he goes, well, uh, uh, my hands get cramped and I need to stretch them out. So maybe Beckett's ah, hands get cramped when he's fired. That's a great one. That's a great one. Uh, we can also imagine that he uh, encountered Vader and- Vader yeah. told him that spinning is a cool trick. That's all, I, I got to throw that out there or we'll get tweets. <laughs> the responses to this episode will be just be gifts of a uh, spinning school. Spinning. That's a great trick. Let's try that. Uh, <laughs> here's my last thought uh, on the whole Beckett spinning the guns. Uh, it might just be the sort of anti-Obi-Wan Kenobi mm-hmm. that he does not see blasters as random and clumsy. Yeah, That he sees them as, this is my instrument this is my weapon this this weapon is your life but for him it's this blaster and just like jedi like Mm -hmm. we study everything that can possibly be done with a lightsaber we commune with them and i get that vibe from beckett the way he's like i i can spin them because i know the weight of each one i know if i put this scope on i'll need to spin it differently and that goes all the way through to when he gives han his famous dl44 what does he do he kisses Kisses. it it's like he's blessing it it's like these things are sacred to him. It's like Maz Kanata says about the master code breaker, a poet with a blaster. <laughs> a poet with a blaster, yeah. So I, I think that's what I like about it. There's lots of things for me that I like. It looks cool. I think it can be a form of intimidation, but I like that this character is like, no, blasters are not this just cheap commodity that you can find anywhere. They are sacred, and you yeah. have to bond with them, and you have to know them. It, yeah, you know, especially if you read Most Wanted, you know, it's not a major plot point, but like Han doesn't have a blaster. Yeah, you he's don't frustrated just, by you know? it. Yeah, he's fr- he wants a blaster. Yeah, it's a status. He wants a ship 
and a blaster. <laughs> and it's, for a lot of people, not easy to come by those things in this wild, wild space west yeah. that we have, you know? So, yeah, it means something. Yeah. You have any other thoughts on the old spinning Beckett? Um, I'm going to rewatch that movie again and count how many times he spins them and realize that I missed them all because I just thought it was cool too. We'll get the spinning percentage as well. Uh, all right. So that is, uh, our episode of star Wars counseling today, diving into some of those solo grievances. We still do have some more solo grievances. People have sent in, uh, some fun ones. Those of you who follow us on Twitter might have seen, uh, that someone sent in a grievance for their cat. Their cat doesn't like the romance between Anakin and Badme, and I might want to tackle that. If your animals are upset by a scene in Star Wars, how can I make your animal feel better? Uh, anyway, so send in those grievances, animal or human, and use the hashtag Star Wars Counseling. That's counseling spelled with one S. Ken, where can people find you? You can find me at Cadnapsuck across all social media platforms. That includes Instagram TV, where Four Center's on as well. We're, uh, we're in that vertical video frontier, man. <laughs> that's right. Screw horizontal. It's all vertical now. Uh, and you can find uh, myself on all the social media, Twitter and Instagram in particular, is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can also check out my other podcast, Obsessed. That's all on josephscrimshaw.com. You can like Four Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter is at Four Center Pod. And of course, buy our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Four Center. You can support our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash Four Center. And we have recently unlocked that commentary for Last Jedi coming soon. Until next time, as Han Solo once said in a moment of brutal honesty, I don't know how we're getting out of this one. That's it for Star Wars Counseling. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.